Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. Arthi, do South Indians do Garba? We don't. So Navratri is celebrated very differently in South India. It's not even a North Indian way of celebrating Navratri. Navratri, North India is different. Western India is different. Southern India is different. Garba is very specifically Western Indian and specifically Gujaratis. Yeah. From the state of Gujarat. But, oh... Uh, how I miss Garba. I grew up for a while on the West, uh, in West India, and that is one of the most magical times. If anybody is with, trying to visit India, visit between October and November because you will catch about three or four Hindu festivals that all happen in very public sphere. So, and it's awesome. So my first introduction to Garba, because mm-hmm. I'm Pakistani, don't do yeah. Navratri there because it's a Hindu holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, but my introduction to Garba was 1998 when we moved to New Jersey mm-hmm. and I went to a, a high school for one year and that was super duper Desi mm-hmm. and it's Parsifany, New Jersey. We had so many Patils and mm-hmm. all of the lockers were <laughs> all the lockers were alphabetized. Yeah. So all the peas were together. So if you walk <laughs> through the key hallway, it always smelled like Desi kind of. And you were like, oh, it's because <laughs> Because it's the potatoes. What? I'm laughing at the term pee hallway. Like <laughs> It sounds bad. But it was the potatoes, right? And so yeah. that was my first introduction to what Gujaratis are. And like, yeah. if you're from New Jersey or you know people from New Jersey, like New Jersey is like very, very good, has like a huge Gujarati population. Yeah. I remember in the early 2000s, there was a Bollywood movie that had come out and it was like a very big mainstream Bollywood movie. And they had a whole part of the movie that celebrated Indian Americans, but specifically Gujarati Indian Americans, which is still a new thing in Indian mm-hmm. movies. You didn't really see that. Yeah. So I heard of Garba the first time in 1998. I think I attended once because our high school used to have a Garba. Mm-hmm. because there were so many Gujaratis. Yeah. And I went once and then we went, we moved somewhere else and I never, I went to like high school. Yeah. So I never got to do Garba, but like I'm not Hindu, but watching this episode really made me so happy uh-huh. because I'm only familiar with the culture primarily because I grew up watching Indian movies, yeah. but it actually made me really happy. Like I thought the puja was yeah. so lovely. And by the way, your name mentioned multiple times this episode. <laughs> <I know. laughs> I was like, all our listeners are going to be so happy. They're going to be like, the significance (laughs) of Arthi. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it, it is. Arthi literally means um, the candle that we light as an offering to God. And it's part of the puja process. So there's a puja, which is also another name. Yes. But Arthi as well. But it's all connected to that. Wait, I just realized... So your name means the candle that you light. The light. Yeah, the lamp, literally. The lamp that you light in front of God. Yeah. And my name also means light. I know. That's true. Oh, my God. 
It's yeah, it's lit yeah, it's divine light. <gasps> Look at still. us. Look at us, divine lights. Should we oh my god. Oh, no. I just want to reach in and hug you now. <laughs> We also, we're not talking about Shaws of Sunset, but I do want to also note that Shaws of Sunset is one show that constantly says the term, the reality is. Yes! <laughs> They're always making a point and saying, well, the reality is, I'm like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. But, so Navratri, if I may uh, indulge you a little bit. Yeah, I love it. Navratri is one of my favorite, favorite holidays because it celebrates the goddess. This is one holiday that is and one Hindu festival that is all about the goddess. The name literally means Nav means nine, Ratri means night. So the nine nights dedicated to the goddess and each night is dedicated to one facet of the goddess and she Ooh. has different names. And so Navratri literally depicts the multidimensionality of a woman. Oh, so love that. Strength and perseverance and nurturing. And so each night is dedicated to a goddess for a particular trait. So each of the nights you're celebrating a particular trait of the goddess who is inside all of us. So that is what Navratri is literally about. So every night, especially in Gujarat, what they do is they do these dances to so the women get all decked out, mm -hmm. um, wearing beautiful kagras. And that is like every night we get dressed up in different mm -hmm. clothes. And we go out to different Garba parties where you go, you eat, and then you dance the night away. Way, men and women dance together which is not very common in all of india mm -hmm. but this is literally truly one where people actually dance with strangers and you dance the night away when i lived in gujarat i can tell gujarat and bombay and all of those places navratri is literally celebrated in the streets so nice. you will have so it's danced in circles but the circles doesn't necessarily mean it's a real literal circle it's a chain and you could be start dancing on one street and you will be you will follow the chain and it can go into different streets Oh my god. And come back and it can be a, it, and people will add to the chain and, and detract from the chain and people will come and go and join the dances as they go along. There's a protocol to it very early in the day in the night is older folks and children and then as the night progresses the music gets faster and more Ooh, funkier and and then it's the youngsters and the youngsters will dance like 3 a.m. they are going heavy and their dance can get really fast so it was always a question of how well do you dance and what is your time slot that you're most comfortable with so you would have to figure out I don't want to dance with the old people i don't want to dance with the little kids but i want to dance with the cool kids but i don't want to stay i'm not good enough to dance at 2 a.m so my time is maybe between 10 and 11 that's when the pace is just right for me <laughs> yeah because if it's in a chain you don't want to be the one slowing anybody down exactly. you're gonna get trampled because yes and if you slow people down they will just move past you they'll push you out and they'll just move past you that has happened to me Oh, and so, so these dances happen in the streets. It's literally music blaring so in different streets. And then you can have from one chain to another street. And there's a whole different dance happening. And there are multiple different dance steps. And you have to figure out what is the dance step happening right now. And let's follow that. 
that routine. And then there are spectators, people who don't dance, line up the streets and people are eating their street food, there's food everywhere. And you're just standing there watching the youngsters dance and eating. It's one of the most beautiful sights that you can ever see. And if anyone is going to India, go around the time of Navratri. And the dates change because we follow the lunar calendar. So you'll have to look up every year. (laughs) But it's somewhere around, you know, between September and November. You should definitely try that because that's absolutely... Diwali is nothing compared to Navratri. Oh my God, yeah. It seems really fun. It seems like you have to be real good at dancing. You got to have stamina. Uh And But I do have to ask you, would you or would you not attend a garba on the beach? No. After everything I said, this requires a lot of movement. You can barely move on the sand. I would be like Anisha. No, I would not attend a garba on the beach. Your feet are going to suffer. You're not wearing shoes too, by the way, because this is not something that it's also a religious thing. So you're not wearing shoes out of respect. So you're doing it bare feet. You're not going to do it on sand. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, and I'm with Bali in that I'm not wearing Daisy clothes on the beach. Mm-hmm. I've been atta- Okay, I have been invited to Indian weddings where the ceremony was partially it's outdoors and mm-hmm. it's it's on the on the beach. I'm like Mm-mm. I'll catch you inside at reception. Yeah, you will be sweating and dripping in places that you never knew you had sweat. Well, blood. well, you know what, Richa? At the end of this episode, the very last line of this yeah. episode is Richa saying, "My mustache is sweating," and I was like, "Okay, first of all." <laughs> I agree. But yeah, because you're on the beach in daisy clothes. Yeah. <laughs> so hot. Yeah. yeah. And fancy daisy clothes are not meant, regular daisy clothes are cotton, so they can, you can sweat in them. Yeah. But fancy daisy clothes are not meant to be sweated. Our fancy daisy clothes can barely just survive us sweating indoors. Yes. They disintegrate. And we are sweaty people. So <laughs> it's like a, it's a really bad combo. It really is. The sweat is like potent. Yeah, it is. So did you hear the drama with Monica, Anisha, and Bali about Garba? No. Catch me up. So Bali and Anisha both posted the clip of them saying, no, we're not going to attend this Garba. You know, it's the whole thing where Mm -hmm. the flashback they showed of Monica saying she's not going to invite them. And them saying why they're not going to be there. Yeah. And I think Anisha wrote something like, Grandpa's birthday is better than Ratchet Garba. And then... Yeah, Bali said something like cocktails over Ratchet Garba or like, you know, yeah. cocktail night or something like that over Ratchet Garba. Basically, they called her Garba Ratchet. Monica screenshotted it and shared this post being like, I am sick and tired of these girls. I've put up with enough. I've been silent about so many things. But now you're talking about a religious ceremony and you're calling it Ratchet, blah, blah, blah. So here's my thing. I think that Monica is absolutely in the right to feel some type of way about this mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it is a religious thing. Yeah. And Ratchet is not so nice. Ratchet is a little strong. But here's the thing, Monica, baby, listen, listen. You're on reality TV and there's a certain amount of shade and like shading people that goes into being on reality TV. And I think one thing that I keep coming back to with Monica is Monica should not be on reality TV. No. Monica takes herself way too seriously to be on reality TV. Too seriously. She takes herself too seriously. Monica, you're not doing a documentary and you are on Bravo. It's not like you are on some kind of discovery channel documentary where people are going to take everything 
taking with the seriousness that you take. That's not going to happen. This is about drama where there's no drama, shade where there's when there's something that other people might think that it's not quite fun. And so they are trying to put some drama in there. I don't think that Anisha and Bali thinking that this particular Gerba was like not up to snuff is really wrong because it mm-hmm. wasn't. Gerba can be really because it was COVID. That's why you couldn't do it, right? That's why you had to do the yeah. beach Gerba. But if you actually go to a proper Gerba, Gerbas happen in this country. They happen in like big auditoriums. Yeah, like convention halls. Convention <laughs> halls with like mm-hmm. about a thousand people in them. And it's loud and it's beautiful. It's a lot of color and music. That's not what you could do in COVID times. So Monica did something on the beach. Fine. It's not the typical Gerba. So to make fun of it is fine. I do think the word ratchet is a little strong wrong for that yes so i i agree that she could feel like once some, some sort of way but come back with a comeback yeah come back with shade yeah, exactly come back with shade don't come back with outrage don't come back with outrage that makes you look even more goody two-shoes than you are exactly and here's the other thing now a bunch of people are like oh it's the internalized racism blah 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 and i was like there's no internalized racism here okay no 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 now you're making it sound like bali and anisha both are anti-navratri like that's yes. what you're making it sound like no. that they're against showing their own culture that's not true anisha is the reason why you're on this fucking show there yeah. would not have been a family karma if it wasn't for anisha so yeah it's not actually about internalized racism there's no internalized racism here they're yeah. just being shady and yes exactly if you're gonna see shade be shady back that's the whole yeah. that's the name of the game if you're just gonna do outrage it's gonna yeah. it just is unrelatable and unlikable yeah, yeah. It makes me feel more and more like Monica is really like she seems too on. Like yeah. she always seems on for the cameras. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I don't want to watch this. Yeah, I just she's know like, too many no, girls she like takes that. her job of I'm going to educate everybody about my culture and I'm going to do it my way and I'm going to take it really seriously and do it. No, just be yourself. You're still not yourself. Exactly. You're still and maybe not yourself, yourself is the boring goody two shoes girl who follows rituals and is very, very conservative. Well, then be that. You're not that yeah. either. You're not just own who you are. It just comes off as fake. It shows me more and more that I think Monica herself doesn't know who she is. Yeah, she's a little bit young and she's sort of stuck between the two worlds and she's leaning more and more towards a conservative world and not feeling as part of this culture. But if that is there, then again, like you said, don't be part of the show you're not this show is not for you it's not exactly. for you girl I will say that I'm really glad that they showed Daisy people eating Taco Bell because that would make the show a very inauthentic show if they never showed Daisy people eating Taco <laughs> that's Bell that's true that's true because we fucking love Taco Bell because remember before any other fast food join ever learned the word Sri Dacha or hot sauce Taco Bell was the only place where there was some flavor and you could get vegetarian food yes you could get vegetarian so both meat eaters and vegetarians could go I mean you could have gone to Kentucky Fried Chicken I guess or one of those joints but vegetarians would get nothing there Taco Bell is the only place where vegetarians could get something and there was like packets of hot sauce that you could just douse your food in so you felt like you were eating something spicy. Yeah, you're not growing up in a South Asian American household if you don't have a junk drawer full of Taco Bell hot sauces. True. True. (laughs) 
Also, okay, so we saw everybody, various scenes of people talking about Navratri or getting ready for Navratri. They show mm-hmm. a lot more, a lot of, I love all of the puja scenes that they show in the show. Mm-hmm. They opened at Vishal's house with his dad yeah. doing puja. And it was yeah. my favorite puja. Again, not Muslim. <laughs> but they did Om Jai Jagdish, which is, yeah. which is very popular from any movies. <laughs> and growing up, I would recite yeah. it. And yeah. my mom would get really mad because she was like, yeah. you're not supposed to say that. I was like, it's a great song. And she's like, it's yeah. not a song. It's somebody's prayer. And I was like, well, it's fun. <laughs> so I got really excited. Like I got goosebumps when I heard it. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I got so excited. I love it. Yeah. That. Yeah. Then they talk about the auntie grapevine. Okay. Ooh. This editing was just so freaking funny. It um, was. It starts with Bali calling 10 people, yeah. then everybody meeting with each other to talk about what happened at Auntie Happy Hour. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they call it Auntie Happy Hour and just own the auntiness of it all is so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. It really, it really makes me excited about being an auntie. They're making being an auntie pretty cool, right? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, they really are because I'm almost 36. I'd say after I had my first son at 28, I was like, like, are my friends who have kids, are their kids going to call me auntie? Because in South Asian culture, it doesn't matter if you share no blood relation. You Mm -hmm. always call elders, aunties, and uncles. Always. Yeah. Yeah. I was really nervous about it. And I was like, oh, I don't want them to call me auntie. They could just call me by my name. But now I'm like, yeah, baby, I am Noor auntie. Auntie Noor, whatever. I don't care. Like, I love it so much. It really, yeah. they really normalized being an, they made, not even normalized, they made it cool. They did. <laughs> so Reshma and Kalpana, we see yeah. over the episode, Reshma is talking to Vishal and her husband about what's going on. And we find out that Reshma is uh, maybe a little dramatic. Mm-hmm. Reshma feels like someone who has the amount of chill that like Shannon Bador does. That is so true. Reshma is very <laughs> Shannon Bador. Yes. And Lopa is, like, very, cool. Lopa, Lopa is very David Bador. <laughs> I just picture. Lopa would be sitting there eating chips, crunching chips while Reshma had a whole full-on breakdown. <laughs> exactly. Chip chomping. Yes. <laughs> The image is so funny because I know exactly what that scene is, right? Of yeah, Shannon at the kitchen cooking quinoa or something. Yeah, and David just standing there with a bag of chips, eating the chips. But except in this, I'm picturing Lopa and Ishma in that exact scene. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's why they. Right. That's why they can never be. That's why they don't see eye to eye. Yeah, because you know the nice thing about Lopa is Lopa's like, yeah, I'm angry and I'm a bitch. Fucking yeah. deal with it. Reshma is trying to be this like, no, I don't care. I love everyone. It's fine. I love everyone. It's totally cool. It's like also Reshma. Monica is gonna grow up to be a Reshma. <gasps> that is such a good observation. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. Vishal says that it's time to, because Reshma keeps saying, the kids need to deal with it themselves. We can't be the ones involved. And Vishal says, yes, it's time to cut the umbilical cord, which is rich. (laughs) What? What? Vishal. And it's so funny because he's sitting cramped on a couch between his mommy and his daddy. <laughs> yeah. And the mom and dad. The mommy and daddy. <laughs> and he's like, 
it's time to cut the umbilical cord. I'm like, okay, you first, buddy. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm like, uh, but he's not going to do the cutting. He wants his parents to do the cutting. Yeah, mommy and daddy are going to have to cut it. Mommy and daddy will have to cut him off. That's what he's saying. He's not going to do it himself because he's way too shit scared of his parents. Because, okay, Daisy kids. There is no cutting of the umbilical cord. No. That's like permanently attached to us. We can never get it cut. I'm sorry. We really cannot. <laughs> we even, when our, even when our parents pass, it comes through the ether. They reach through the other world. It's still connected. <laughs> 100%. 100. It's like there's still something. Like... I think I told you the story about how I've got a cousin in upstate New York who really doesn't like me because I went to a wedding in his town and I didn't visit him uh-huh. because he wasn't I, I just didn't have time. And that cousin didn't talk to me for like seven years because he was really mad. All I think about is how my dad hasn't yelled at me about it yet. Because my dad can't because he has dementia. But I feel like one day suddenly he's going to He's going to figure out. He's going to remember and he's going to be like, how dare you not have gone? <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we find out basically that I love this episode because of, I mean, I love every episode of Family yeah. Karma, but I love this episode because we got so much Richa and I have the biggest crush on her. She's awesome. She's I'm, I'm liking her a lot. No, she is. She's so she's, hot. She is. She's another one with a banging body. She's awesome. Sick body. Yeah. But she's actually like personality wise, she's a no nonsense person. Mm -hmm. And it seems to me like she's actually very clear with Vishal about what she wants and she's not getting it. So they have this meet up with Rija and Amrit. And I also love that she keeps asking Amrit all these questions about like what he knows about the breakup. And Amrit is trying to pretend like he's shocked by this information. And Rija's like, you could just be honest that he's already told you about this. Like, I just like that she's not here for the games. Like Rija Mm -hmm. is the opposite of my. Monica. Yeah, she's the opposite of Monica. She's super confident. She's clear. She knows who she is. And she's right. She doesn't need therapy. He needs therapy. She knows that she could do better. But she yes. likes this loser. And she yes. wants to be with him. That's the problem. And she knows that's not the healthiest thing for her. But she she wants him to do better. But she knows what she's doing and she's okay with the repercussions of it. She just wants him to do a little better and be a little bit more confident. And he's absolutely not. He is shivering. He can barely make eye contact with Lopa when he finally sits down with her at the beach. He can barely look at her. But also at the core of the issue, I feel, is not Lopa. Lopa is not the problem here because Vishal is like, you know, I went to Memphis and I had to get a hotel and I couldn't even see Rich and I couldn't stay at her house. Like, motherfucker, your mom is not even respectful enough to Lopa to ever give her a phone call. Why the hell is Lopa going to have you stay at her house? Yeah. Like, it's it's so insane to me that Vishal keeps thinking that it's Richa or Lopa that is a problem. Mm -hmm. No, the problem is Vishal, it's you and it's your Mm -hmm. family because your family has not shown shown the level of respect to Lopa's family that she thinks is necessary in a typical Desi relationship. And also, Vishal, you are so attached to your own family that you're not dealing with that. Instead, you keep saying like, oh, I want you to see me like a son. So I want you to let me stay in Memphis. I want you to tell me. You know what? If you were her son, this is how she would treat you because you are being a whiny asshole. Yes, exactly. This is how Lopa would raise you. If you were were her son, she would say, grow up, grow some balls and 
be independent and get a get a proper career and just have some confidence in life. Yeah. It's not wrong of Lopal to say that my daughter deserves better. I agree. And she's again and she's saying deal with your shit. If you guys want to get married, get married. Yeah, and even Lopal's like why are you dragging me into this? Yeah, like, like I am I have expressed my feelings, but if you guys went tomorrow, I don't think Lopal would even say anything if she if Richa went and married Vishal tomorrow. Lopa would be like, okay, it's not going to work out, but okay. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) She would just continue living her life. Exactly. First of all, I think that the reason Richa is with Vishal is obviously she finds him endearing. Mm -hmm. And he is going to wag his little tail and Mm -hmm. do what she wants. Yeah. But Richa doesn't necessarily want that always either yeah i think what richa is getting is either somebody who is willing to just like do exactly what she wants or somebody who on the opposite side is never gonna listen to her and never gonna grow up right yeah it's either somebody who is a mama's boy or somebody Mm -hmm. who is living under the thumb of his wife yeah and i think richa doesn't want that richa wants vishal to live for vishal and i think that's what she's not getting out of him and when she tells him like you're an immature little mama's boy that's mm-hmm. the issue. Richa doesn't want to go from being, um, here's what she doesn't want. I think we talked about this. It's like, mm-hmm. Vishal right now has a relationship with his mother and he's going to take that same relationship he has with his mother and transfer it onto Richa. And Richa's mm-hmm. like, bitch, I'm not your mom. Yeah. Like, don't treat me like that. I'm yeah. not going to put up with you the way that maybe your mom puts up with you. Yeah. I don't want you to treat me like the way you treat your mother. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. And I think that's the issue between them. And I think the reason why she gets so emotional is because if they've been together for like 10 years mm-hmm. and Vishal in the past wasn't that confident, was really mm-hmm. skinny, was really nerdy. She knows a Vishal that is a lot more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I think the issue is that she's not, she feels She feels bad. a responsibility too. Towards she feels them. a responsibility to this kid because she yeah. knows that he can do better. Yeah. I don't think he's going to get it overnight. She's brought him along as far as she can bring him along. And yes. at this point, she should cut him uh, cut him loose is how I feel. Like, yeah. I, I mean, feel honestly, like he will drag her down. She's so confident. She's such a... Her mother is right. She's so... Uh, she can do so much better and she deserves better. And yeah. that's, what, that's what I think Lopa is getting to. Yeah, I think Richa believes that she's like badass enough to light mm-hmm. a fire under Vishal. Mm-hmm. But I just... Richa, if you're listening, she's not. But mm. if she is, it's not Richa. It's Vishal. Mm. Like, and yeah. she was in that scene, she's like crying. Because yeah. I think she says to Amrit, I'm not sure if he loves me anymore. Yeah. Right. And she starts to cry about it a little bit because yeah. she's this whole person. She's a yeah. whole person and she's a great person. Yeah. And she's a whole person that's like, wait a minute. If I'm fantastic, then why the fuck isn't he doing what we need to do to be in a good like in a good place in our future mm-hmm. or whatever yeah and i think the thing that richa needs to realize is that like it's not richa if it was anybody it could be a whole other person vishal yeah. doesn't have it in himself to yeah. do the right thing yeah it's not richa it could be fucking angelina jolie it could yeah. be whoever it doesn't matter it could be rihanna yeah and Vishal will not light the fire under his ass because that's just who Vishal is. So yeah. it's like her mom said, it's either you be with him or you don't, but don't yeah. drag me into it. Yeah. I like seeing women like Richa on TV because it actually is very... Um, it's very reflective of not just the AC women, but women across the board. Yes. 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 It's very common thing that women get stuck with these otherwise nice guys. Yes. 
that's the other issue. They're not cheating on you. They're not being violent. They're not getting too drunk. They're, otherwise, they're fine. They, ha- they yeah. have some financial stability too, maybe not from themselves, but from the family. They don't really need the money. So they're not going to be homeless. Otherwise, nice guys yeah. that are not going to fulfill you yep. completely. Mm-hmm. And it's a question of do I settle or do I not? And then you start thinking about don't doesn't everybody settle? Doesn't yes. everybody have something yes. missing? Ugh. And should I just am I am I asking for too much and things like that? And um, you know some people end up settling and then they are unhappy for a long long time. Yeah. Also, didn't you think that that conversation that Vishal had with Lopa was super fucking disrespectful? It was. And I, I'm glad she caught him on that. Like, don't tell me what to do with my money and what where I buy stuff. And don't talk about my finances, which is totally she's in the right of that. Why is he talking about that? Why is it he bringing so that up? so weird. It was, it was so out of line. Was he saying that you bought a house here, but you didn't tell, in, tell me and invite me? Maybe because he's in real estate. Is that what he was trying to say? That's Maybe what that's I thought. that's what it is. Maybe that's what it was. It comes down, comes down to like she did it on her own. But at the same time, it's like, why is Lopa going to invite you or tell you about Miami when your own parents have not given her the respect that she's yeah. looking for? Yeah. And Reshma is just pretending like, no, what are you talking about? Everything's fine. I'm perfectly nicer. It's like, Reshma. Yeah. Be real with yourself. Your son is unhappy and stuck between two worlds. And you, Reshma, are doing zilch. Yep. Reshma, if she really, really loved her son and wants him to do better, would be setting up some time, sitting down with Lopa, making sure Lopa was okay, making sure Richard was okay, and trying to build that bridge up. She's doing zilch. I don't see yeah. her doing anything. And you know, she's treating it the same way uh, the whole thing went down with Dylan and... and sh- and Michelle. Yeah. Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's like, oh, let the kids deal with it. Okay, yeah. the kids will deal with it, but your son is in the wrong. Yeah. You're putting it on the kids, but you have to realize that your son is wrong in the situation and you need You're to right. Right. Yeah, he needs to write it. So anyway, I, I it, it drives me crazy because I think Richa is so dope. And it just drives me crazy that like they're actually – they are together. Mm-hmm. They had yeah. like an engagement shoot right before the season started. So Again? Yeah, oh. they're unfortunate. Well, you know, like a photo shoot. Oh, okay. So I think they're... I thought they did another engagement party. No. But they're, you know, they're well on their way to being married soon. Just, I'm like, Richa. Or staying engaged for a long, long time because this is like... Uh. Which is another thing. I think that if Richa didn't want to be married, she mm-hmm. would not be married. Yeah. I think Richa's perfectly fine not being married. Yeah. She has no problem with it. But I think that Vishal is a very traditional guy. And, and he wants also, to do I think he. Things. I think uh, Vishal is also insecure. So he yes. wants to be married. So he yes. feels secure in that relationship that she's not going to go anywhere. Exactly. So Dylan and Anisha. Yes. They hang out on the couch together, they take thirst pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there was a scene in that in the whole scene that they had where they're hanging out on the couch. Something happened that reminded me of what you were like last Friday when we hung out with the Hamlets. What was that? No. Do not say it. <laughs> what happened in Tom's What happens in Tom's uh, the Hamlet's Hamlet stays in the Hamlet's Hamlet. <laughs> Listen to our Patreon for insider information <laughs> on what actually happened. <laughs> 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 
Um, anyway, it was cute. I loved it. And I like yeah. the relationship that Dylan and Anisha have. I really like that they're showing Anisha dating because she sort of talked about this on Clubhouse when she was on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. where she's never dated before. She dated a guy. She was with a guy for 12 yeah. years. Yeah. And then she's single and now she has to navigate dating. But you have to realize that for South Asians, yeah. we don't date. Yeah. We date with intention. Yeah, we yeah. date with intention and we don't we date. We court. We court. <laughs> like like, yeah. like, the, like Southern Americans do. Yeah. Southern <laughs> Americans did in like, yeah, did. like six years ago. But yeah. yeah, we don't like. I've never been on a date. Have you been on a date? Yes, but then I married him. So, right? Is that dating? Like, but I was dating. I went in with the intention to date, not to court, to marry. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But you've never yeah. been like on a casual date with somebody. No. Yeah, I. You know, I, I. I've told you this before. If I ever find myself single, I will go on just a series of first dates. Yeah, because I think it's something magical about being wined and dined that you and I have an experience. Nobody wined and dined you know, us. People, people get single people get so worked up about it and say, "Oh, I went on a date, nothing happened." You got wined and dined. Somebody paid attention to you. <laughs> yes. And somebody was interested in what you had to say and not about, hey, what are the kids doing tomorrow? Like, you know how boring our Ugh. dinner dates are with my husband now? Because yeah. all we can talk about is like our lives. Yeah. There's like, like He knows everything about me. I know everything about him. There's no mystery left. <laughs> yeah, and even before that, it's like South Asian women, we come from homes where there's not a lot of affection between our parents. Our parents don't have these like romantic sagas of what their lives were like before they got married to each other or anything. No. We literally learn about love and dating and marriage through watching Bollywood. And what Bollywood tells you is that you go to college, uh-huh. there's one guy who will stalk you. Yeah. That guy will, who's stalking you, uh, you will eventually fall in love with, and then you'll just marry him. And that's pretty much it. And I'm not going to say that that's what happened to me because I didn't go to college with my husband and he didn't stalk me. But he was the one guy that like he he was somebody that I met when I was young. And then I did end up marrying him at 25. Mm-hmm. Like I never got to have the dating experience that people get to have. And Anisha kind of talked about this on Clubhouse where she said she was with a guy for 12 mm-hmm. years. She thought she was going to marry him. And then she didn't. And now she has to figure it out. And I also like that the aunties are shown talking about Anisha dating because they're they're like, red alert, red alert. Anisha is talking to a guy right now. Yeah. (laughs) They're like texting right away. Because even the term dating was, if you ever said I'm dating somebody, it's like saying you are fucking someone. Yeah. We don't say that word. No. There's the term boyfriend, girlfriend. No. No, we don't say those words. Yeah. It's those are very taboo words in South Asian culture. So it's nice to see this generation of South Asians in America talking about it in a very casual, light way, which mm-hmm. is what it is. Yeah. There's too much negative connotation for me growing up to ever say I didn't even call my husband my boyfriend. I used to call him my my what did I call him? There was a term that I used. <laughs> I think I called him my boo thing. Your boo thing? <laughs> 
To his face? You mean to your parents or to your face? Like, what would they understand? That won't make any sense. No, I, there was a term. Wait, hold on. I have to. It was ridiculous. It was a ridiculous term to use because I could <laughs> never say the word boyfriend. I could never say, this is my boyfriend. Oh. I, I'm pretty sure I called him my boo thing because cause I'm also a child and I don't know how to like, oh, no, I called him my man piece. <laughs> <laughs> It was easier to call him my man piece than it was to say the word boyfriend. <laughs> I think a man piece is worse than a boyfriend. What do you say? <laughs> and then when I would text my friends about it, I'd be like, gonna go see the MP. Because <laughs> I hated the term boyfriend. Because boyfriend to me always sounded very temporary. But you know what? Now I have a husband for 10 years. I've been yeah. with this man piece for like 14 years. <laughs> now I'm like, now I'm like it's a piece of man. <laughs> man piece. I know. Oh my God. <laughs> Poor God. Oh. I just love it. Listen I love that me. he's going on dates. Listeners, you haven't seen Fahad, but <laughs> let me tell you. That is one piece of man, okay? <laughs> Oh, <clears throat> he's fine. Um, okay, so what else happened? Oh, and then we saw the Kapai family at the shooting range, at the gun range. We mm-hmm. saw Amrit and his dad at the gun range. <clears throat> I hated it. I hated it, too. I, I, I skipped it. I hate watching gun stuff. Man, Florida is a weird place. Yeah. Anywhere in South, I feel like if I go South or West, guns are going to be so normal in people's homes, and I have a hard time dealing with it. Which is one of the reasons I stopped with Maryland. I'm not. I don't think I. I. I will have a hard time moving south more south than this. For me, the gun culture is not. It's so uncomfortable for me. I didn't grow up with guns. We didn't mm-hmm. grow up with guns. No. To me, if I hear, even hear that somebody in my workplace, somebody I know, somebody I, one of my neighbors has a gun in their house, it makes me super uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. I don't like it. So Mm -hmm. one thing I thought was hilarious in this scene was that (laughs) they're going to this gun range. Amrit, by the way, seems like he is not interested. He's like, all right, I'm doing this for my dad, but this is not, because he ends it by saying, this is something I never want to do again. (laughs) Yes. But his dad goes, his dad gets a shotgun. The guy goes, do you know how to shoot this? He goes, no, but I have a shotgun. I just bought the shotgun in case I needed it. (laughs) I was like, Florida, no. No. So when I went to Florida last, it was 2019, early 2019, and it was for – my son's make a wish trip. Uh-huh. So we stayed at this like resort off of like a, a little in Kissimmee, Florida, a yeah. little waste. Like it was like a 15 minute drive to like all the parks or whatever. And in Kissimmee, Florida, there was a place called Machine Gun America. Okay. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's basically, it's like on the main road on the way to Disney. Uh-huh. And it's a strip mall. Uh-huh. And the strip mall is like, Fuck yeah, Americana, like eagles and fireworks and like guns. Uh Like it's like the most caricature of a place in existence. 
Yeah. But it's a, it's in a strip mall, and all it is is like it's a shooting range. I think you can go and buy buy stuff. Like you can buy guns there, and it's just a super duper pro gun place. Yeah, like it's like it's like an NRA playground basically. Yeah, but it's a strip mall, and it's called yeah. Machine Gun America. And there are billboards all over Kissimmee, Florida, or like when you're on your way to, to Disney yeah. World, there are billboards that have a family. Like a white family with like machine guns in their hands, and it says "family fun for everyone." And I was like, uh, so when we would drive there, because we would drive past it every day to go to the parks, there was a traffic light right there, and I'd be like yeah. crossing my fingers to make sure we don't stop at that traffic light. But every time we stopped at their traffic light, I was like, "We gotta go, we yeah. gotta go," because I get yeah. so uncomfortable around guns. Yeah, and I think I get most uncomfortable with you know when I see machine gun and shotgun culture celebrated because there's no other purpose to those guns other than killing people right yes it's not hunting guns it's not any of that it's this is just i don't know that just makes me want to throw up when i see that yeah and it was like guns to harm and yeah i don't know the whole scene with the dad the dad is like a quite a character it's just bizarre because lavina auntie is so sweet mm -hmm. and i did not love this uncle i was like mm -mm. <laughs> and even amrith was like i don't know what's yeah. happening here <laughs> i'm just gonna tag along yeah it was weird and i didn't like yeah. it but what else happened on this episode thing else it was it was a cute episode again i loved every bit of it the part that was the most dramatic was lopa talking to Vishal on the beach. With her dupatta tied on her head like a pirate. Yeah. And then she took it off. Like when she got really hot and bothered, <laughs> she like pulled it off and she's like, don't you tell me where to spend my money. You don't get to tell that. And you could tell like Vishal was pissing his pants. Sitting there, I was like, yeah. oh. And again, I it's not a conversation for him to be having with her. I think he doesn't know how to articulate what he's saying. I think mm -hmm. he would have said, well, you moved here and I could have helped you with that. I, if you know, I would have loved to help you with that. I didn't know that you were moving here and I would love to come repair our relationship. None of it. He doesn't say, You bought a house here. And she's like, What does my buying a house have to do with you and Richard? That's my money. I can do whatever I want to do. You don't tell me what to do. Yeah. So it's, it's the words he picks. He just doesn't know how to talk. And he starts the conversation off by being like, Well, when I went to Memphis, I wasn't allowed to stay at your house. So go get a hotel room. You have money. Yeah. Deal with it. Yeah. What are you doing whining about? About that it was such That's a weird not the thing. question you should be like i know you and i don't get along i need to get get along with you i want i want richard back in my life please help me get why don't you recruit her ask yeah. her instead of just accusing her of doing something wrong it's it's just the way he approaches things is so bizarre and it's so accusatory also it was so bizarre because they had this dinner he and richa and richa's like don't blame my mother yeah it has nothing to do with my mother yeah and what does he do he goes Blames. and sits down with his mom with her mom to like it's like okay and then she basically bites his head off and then she walks away saying you guys deal with this don't pull me into this and she walks away and then richard says did it go okay and he thinks it went well <laughs> i don't understand him it didn't He's go weird. well Okay, I think that there's something not being said mm -hmm. because they're daisies and they're not going to say these words. There's something being held back by everybody. Something being held back by all of them. Something else happened. Something else was said. Something else they don't want to share. Well, I think the issue with Vishal, when Richa says, like, you're not doing this, you're not doing that, you're immature, you're not responsible, I think that there might be a, 
a substance issue here. Mm. I think that we're not talking about maybe there being a substance problem. Hmm. He's got like sort of these like very manic eyes. I feel very uncomfortable right now <laughs> accusing a desi boy of substance <laughs> issues, which well, is they so do not. Yeah, I know. But this is so not desi to do. <laughs> I know. It's very. It. We don't, I know we don't talk about it, but I'm saying, you know, I think yeah. that I'm not saying that there's like, I'm not saying he's like. Maybe it's just alcohol that he doesn't have control. I'm not saying he's like on coke, but mm-hmm. I'm saying, I'm just saying that I think that there might be a substance problem, not in the level where I think he's like an addict or anything, but I think that there is perhaps a recreational use of something that Richa doesn't feel comfortable with because she keeps Mm -hmm. talking about him not being responsible and him just sitting on his ass and him not doing X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. But I feel like what else is not being said about what else he's doing? Cause she's like, Oh, he's like, Oh, you're always mad at me partying. And he's, she's like, it's not about that. Yeah. I don't care about you partying, but I feel like she's saying something else. Hmm. I don't know what that is. She's not saying something for sure. She's holding back. Yes. And uh, I want to know what. Yes, for sure. Yeah. But that's it. That's the episode. I'm being a nosy auntie. I want to know what. Well, you're on a TV show and now we're all aunties. So we're going to watch it like that. But yeah, I loved it. I do have to say anytime I see Brian and his family, I just get very happy. They're my favorite, I think. (laughs) They are a very well-adjusted, happy family. They really are. I like Anisha's family, too. I think they are very supportive of her. And we don't see her siblings, so I don't know how that dynamic is. But I'm I'm, I'm supposing that it's very similar. Yeah. Well, how would you rank the families right now? Hmm. So there's the Patels. Yeah. The Bennies. Mm-hmm. Ramakrishnas. Was it Vaswani? Vaswani. Monica yeah. is Vaswani. And then... Um, Amrit's family, I don't know what their last Kapai. name is. Kapai. Kapai. And then Lopa. You're forgetting about Vishal's family. Oh, yes. That's so what they at the bottom. There. Yeah, okay, so we already know Vishal's family's at the bottom. Yeah. I think my favorite family, I have to say, are the Bennies. Yes. Then the Ramakrishnas. Krishnas, yes. I'm going to have to give it to the Vaswanis only because I love Raj. Yes, I love the dad. And I, love I think, the dad. I think um, Umrit's family comes next. I love the mom. Yeah, the um, Patels. Patel's next. Yeah. Yeah. Patel's we haven't seen enough. That's why. Yeah. Because we haven't seen the dad enough. We haven't we've seen a little bit of the mom, but we haven't The dad has like a partial silver fox thing going on. Did you see yeah. the dad? Yeah. But with like jet black hair. Yeah. Silver fox beard. Yeah. Very stylish. Yes. <laughs> Don't understand it. Yeah. But I like it. And he and the mom are very cute together. Right. So I do like the the Patels. I need to see more of them for them yeah, to get I have, higher. I don't know ranking. enough of them. Yeah, it's just I know that Lavina Auntie would like let me put my head in her Godi. Yeah, Godi lap. So yeah. that's why I feel like she gets to be higher in the ranking. <laughs> <laughs> she would be like, "There's some tilapia in the fridge." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 So that's it for this Family Karma episode. Um, We are going to be back with our Housewives episode tomorrow. Yeah. A lot of Housewives stuff happened this week. Yeah. So exciting. And you watched watched the documentary, which I haven't watched. So we'll talk about that. You tell me. We will. Okay, bye. Bye.